Check, check, check. Let's see if things are being recorded. It looks like they are. Matt, you want to say something? Check, check, check. All right. I feel I feel confident. I feel good. Chickity, chickity, check. Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. Does he say Cornerstone Pastors Podcast? I never beginning? listened to that part. <laughs> I really don't know. We're glad to have you with us. This is Brian uh, literally sitting in Scott's seat. In his seat. And Matt, who you've already heard from. Hey. And uh, we are, while Scott is in Uganda, uh, at ARU, one of our partners and several other uh, people in our church are going, and some of our pastors are also leaving soon. Taking over the podcast. We are taking over the podcast uh, to talk to you about uh, the family meeting coming up. We've been assigned. <laughs> we've been given Scott a task, as and a, we're completing that task. Yeah, no, but we're we've been a, you know as much as Scott's not here, it's not like a a, a, a hostile takeover. Right. It, it's not like we're just kind of doing whatever this. we want. I mean, what we're sort of winging what it. Would, yeah, we're winging it. But what would we <laughs> what would we talk about if, if we were just going to do whatever we wanted? I have no idea. Come, let's come up with some topics. I I don't know. I mean, we're uh, it, talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. How many people do you think get that reference? I don't know. It's how old were you when Mike Myers was on SNL? <laughs> I I was watching. I was I was prolific, a prolific watcher, <laughs> uh, a, a, a precocious young child. Apparently. Uh, Watch uh, sprockets too. Grape nuts. Neither grape nor nuts. I thought that was Seinfeld. I thought that was. Mm, I was young. I was like five years old. So okay. staying up at eleven thirty p.m. on a Saturday night, sneaking sneaking down and watching SNL. I feel like it's good that we got an assignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It's not. It's not ideal. All right. So, so we're talking about the Although family we're meeting. pretty good talkers. I we, mean, well. in general, I mean, I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to spend a lot of time with Brian just interpersonally, but you know, over a fire, sitting around, hanging out, good conversation, good stories. I think we could do that. Like small group settings are where I shine. Is this what you're saying? Yeah, not really. Yeah, I but, think that's right. Um, but you're a good listener, I, I would say. So if someone <laughs> is telling good stories, like if you were in a situation, Brian's awkward interpersonally, but if if you if you were with him in a group setting while people were sharing good stories, he's a good listener. <laughs> that is remarkably specific. <laughs> <laughs> if all the variables are right, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. pretty fun to be around. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely makes it manageable. <laughs> Assuming he's quiet, it's going to be great. All right, all right. It's right. so a family meeting. It's the body we language. got our assignment. We yeah. got our assignment. We're going to do our assignment. Our assignment. No, yeah, yeah. But it's a good assignment. It's a good we assignment. Want to talk about this. So, but, and, but I want to start. I want, so I want to start early. Okay, I want to start before the family meeting. And so, like so, at two o'clock because the family meeting is at uh, at three o'clock on June fifth. So you're saying before, meaning like two p.m. on June fifth. That's where I want to hang out and have people tell stories where I can be quiet that and would be pleasant be, to be around. So if you have good stories, come at 2 p.m. on June 5th. Brian will be sitting in the courtyard waiting for you to come tell stories. To clarify, that's that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No. That's not going to happen. But before, meaning what, Brian? Before me, okay, so what I mean is uh, the idea of the family meeting is built on a lot of other ideas, a lot of other things about membership and the church and it's, I think it's pretty hard to understand if you don't think about those things. And those things are particularly relevant, I think, right now, as we're still, you know, it's cliche to say it, but we're still kind of post-COVID, still getting back to whatever normal is, like whatever that means. We're still feel like, feel like we're moving back into something still. 
And so the church is, is a, is a part of that moving back into. And so sometimes going back to some of those basics and saying, how do those impact where we're at in this moment now is an important thing. And so in one sense, it's helpful to talk about it in general. In another sense, I think it's helpful to talk about it to understand the idea of the family meeting, kind of where it came from and why we think it's something that can be powerful. And so my question to you, as someone who does, if you don't know this and you're listening, Matt does a lot of, if not all of at this point, the, the membership classes, we call them the intro classes. Uh, he's focused a lot on membership over the last years. Um, so I'm kind of going to interview him basically and ask him some of these questions. One of which is, what is membership in a local church? Like, why is that something important? And what is it? And why do we do it? Yeah. So that's a lot, but you know, start somewhere. Yeah. Membership is interesting because I think um, different organizations function differently, right? And so, you know, you you always would bring up like, oh, being mem- a member of Costco, is that the same thing as being a member of a local church? And and no, they're, they're different. You know, being, membership of Co- being a member of Costco means you have access to buy 10 gallon jugs of olive oil, right? Rather than, you know, whatever, you have access to these benefits and all these other things. Um, but membership in a local church is very different. It's not like joining a club in some sort of social context. Um, for us as Cornerstone, um, the, the idea of membership really comes from scripture, primarily from the fact that God calls the church a body, the body of Christ. Um, and as the body, we are members, meaning we all are a part of this larger body and we all have a role to play in this larger body. We are individually, Romans 12 says, individually members one of another, which is one of my favorite phrases in all of scripture that describes you as an individual with your unique gifting talents, um, interpersonal quirks like you have, Brian, other things like that. Those are those are the, the parts that are individually, um, but we are members of one another, meaning like we belong to one another in this fundamental way, the same way that, um, you know, your left hand and your right knee are part of the same body, even if they're different, even if they have different stories and different backgrounds, different function and different giftings, different abilities, they are part of the same body and then uniquely connected to one another in a really fundamental way. And I think for me, um, as I've, as I've learned more about what it means, I think to be, uh, to have union with Christ, right. To be a Christian, to be called by God, to be saved, to believe and trust in the gospel means, um, you are united to Christ in this really fundamental way, united with him in his death, united with him in his resurrection, and that all of the blessings of salvation flow from our union with Christ, um, that comes uh, through faith, um, by grace and uh, 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 that union with Christ is not just uh, a relationship, a new relationship with God. It is, but all other brothers and sisters in Christ who have a union with Christ as well, you're now united with them in a very fundamental way. And so um, the local church is an expression of this body of Christ in a local context um, where we are, we quite literally belong to one another. Um, as Christians, where we are committed to one another and serve one another and love one another and bear one another's burdens and live out all the one another's in the New Testament together, we are representing the body of Christ in a local expression um, here in West Los Angeles. And that's what membership is in this 
It's why we do it. I know some churches don't do member. I'm just ranting now. I know some churches don't do membership. Um, uh, and I know that commitment is a kind of a weird thing in our generation. Well, my generation, um, you're a little older than me, but in my generation commitment, man, I'm just, I just, with Scott, without Scott here, you're the only one I can direct this to. I don't know. There's like all this energy inside of me directed right towards you. Is it ever directed at Scott? No, normally? it's not. I don't know. No. Yeah. It's always directed <laughs> towards you. It, maybe it feels like mediated more when he's here. I don't know if it, it feels less. <laughs> I'm further across the table. Maybe that's what it is. I, I don't, I don't away. know. It just, I'm, I'm, I'm like, we're sitting here, we're three feet apart, staring directly into your eyes. It's, 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 uh, it's something, but the, uh, where was I? What was I talking okay. about? So I was talking about, I was talking about, uh, commitment. Yeah. Commitment yeah. in our generation. Uh, the, the reality is commitment or like kind of, uh, committing yourself to a local community can feel um, counterintuitive maybe for, for some people in, in our generation. Like, why would I do this? Isn't, isn't my relationship with God like enough? All these other things. And I think the reality is God designed it this way to be part of the body of Christ because the Christian life isn't meant to be lived alone. We're meant to be living this out together, united as one body. When you're, you, know, you stub your toe in the middle of the night walking to go get a glass of water, you know, your whole body ministers to the toe and writhes together as you roll around on the floor grabbing your toe. It's not some long conversation between your uh, left hand uh, that reaches to grab your toe. You don't, you know, the left hand doesn't say to you like, that's not, uh, that's not, I'm, I'm the left hand. That's the, the right toe, uh, the right big toe. Why would I care about the right big toe? It's not a long conversation. It is, we are one body together. We you're hurting, I'm hurting, we're serving one another in everything that we do. We're united in this way. And so that is what membership looks like in many ways. I mean, there's so many other things, but that's sort of the fundamental reason why we do membership here at Cornerstone um, related to what scripture describes us um, to be as the body of Christ and the practical implications of that in our world. Yeah, that's what I found powerful about membership, especially maybe here and now. Like, There's a way you could think about like maybe at different times in human history, people felt that kind of mutual commitment a little more by default. Like, if, especially if you're living in like a small town, in a, like a rural community, um, you know, 500 years ago or something, there's these weird family kinship connections. It's just a very different situation. Um, for me, the idea of church membership here in West LA in, you know, the 21st century, the power has always been looking at other people in the eye and making promises to them that I'm not just sort of going to go with the flow of whatever kind of uh, the church is going to be. That's, that's a weird phrase. What I mean is like, I'm not just going to like dip in and dip out of what the church is called to be with this other person. Yeah. Like, but I'm, I'm actually making a promise to them and there's nowhere else that that happens really right now. Like how many, besides a wedding, which is like a different yeah. thing. Like there's really nowhere else that people look at each other in the eye and make promises to be there for each other, to help each other when things are good, when things are hard. Um, and I think we suffer as a society for the lack of some of that community and some of that even implied commitment so that being a member at a local church is really just saying, I promise to do the things that I, I am supposed to be doing yeah. um, for you and with you out of love for you. I mean, the reality is the 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 entire mentality of our world in 21st century West LA context, right. Is a consumeristic mentality. And that's not even like a, I'm not even like denigrating that or saying whatever that that's automatically terrible, but you know, we go, 
to the store and there's 40 different kinds of toothpaste, right? And we get to choose which one we like. Do you want the minty, whatever? Do you want the whitening, whatever? As if that works, right? Like, um, uh, do you know, do you, do you want, um, do you want it to taste like, um, like chalk? Like I think like the Colgate one tastes like chalk, right? Like it's like, like chalky and weird. And I, I don't know, that's the one they always give out to the dentist, but, um, but like you get to choose, right? You're in charge based on the price. You know, like I like this one. I prefer this one. And, and honestly, we do that with literally every single thing in our lives. We do that. Um, a lot of people, especially if you're like a professional in any context, you do that with your job. Like I'm going to pick and choose which job. And right now with like a strong labor market, right? You you have ability to mm-hmm. uh, to to pack up and go and uh, pick a different job that serves your needs better. And good on you for that. Like, that's not necessarily like even a criticism. That's like just a different kind of world, a consumer mentality. And we have that same kind of consumer mentality in almost everything that we do in the TV shows that we choose to watch and the clothes that we choose to wear and and buy. And um, honestly, in the neighborhood we live in, the the whole like housing and everything else and like, uh, you know, uh, where you live, what neighborhood you choose to live in or what city, you know, a lot of people come to LA with a very consumeristic mentality. What does this offer me in my career? What does this offer me in terms of fun or excitement? Like everything about our lives is kind of built around this consumer mentality where we pick and choose and everything is uh, about how to serve our desires best. And, And again, I'm not, you know, criticizing the system in some holistic way, but what I'm saying is that mentality can easily creep into the context of how we think about and engage in churches. And that leads to some of that passivity you're describing of like, I'm just going to be, you know, I'm going to go with the flow here. It's kind of what you said. Like, I'm going to like be in a church and just whatever they do, if I like it, I'll stay. If I don't like it, I'll go, whatever. It's kind of um, the, the theological, the technical theological term is loosey goosey. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a Greek term. Uh, but you, you guys don't know, you know, if we, you know, we took years and years of Greek to study that. So we, you know, it's, a, it's just a, you know, speaking from authority um, uh, over here, <laughs> but it's more of a loosey goosey kind of approach where it's like, you know, uh, if I like it, I don't, I'll say, if I don't like it, I'll go. And what we're saying in membership. And I think, I think honestly how God designed the local church, how God designed, um, uh, family connections in this way, um, being the family of God together is, uh, is much more rooted in I'm committed to you in this fundamental profound way for good or for bad, for better, or for worse. Right. You know, it's not a marriage. Um, it's, it, but it's covenantal in that sense of I'm going to be here and I'm going to invest myself in this place because these are the people God is calling me to, um, serve and love and uh, you know, lay my life down for um, for the sake of the gospel, for the glory of uh, of Christ, um, and that is to me a, a really compelling vision. That is so is such a sharp contrast to so many areas of our life, and that's why it's counterintuitive, but also compelling in a weird way. Yeah, um, I think. Well, I think even even with your best intentions, there's no way you can live somewhere where there are forty options for toothpaste. And forty options for everything, and not, and then, and then show up at a church and immediately go, oh, okay, well, now I'm just going to do all of these hard things, <laughs> like right. like that the, the, the Bible says aren't options. Like it's just it, it, at your at your best, it's going to be really difficult to not come in and go and go. Oh, well, I, I how are you going to how are you going to get there? Yeah, yeah. And I think membership, like making a promise, just making 
something implicit, you know, by being a part of a church, explicit by saying, I'm going to make that promise is just really a really powerful thing. And it's powerful for me. I mean, I don't know how many people here have seen one of our membership ceremonies and by people here, I mean, people listening. Um, I think a lot of you probably have, but there is a moment. It's a live audience. You guys don't know this. We actually record this in front of a live audience. There are like 80 people like all around. Uh, just it, it's yeah, it, it, we, we're going to go on tour. I'm just giving you the silence necessary for someone to eventually laugh. Yeah, they're, they're all laughing out. Yeah, yeah, it's you can't hear it because they don't have mics on them. But is that what it is? wait, hold, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. I, I have the perfect I have the perfect thing. Hold, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. There it is. They stop really quickly. It's it's weird. It's it was abrupt. It was abrupt. Humor only lasts for so long. Okay. Um, I don't know where. Where we? Uh, no, no. This is good. We were. We were. Uh, I was doing the laugh. You doing the laugh track? Laugh track. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, you were talking about um, uh, uh being in front of a group of people and, and talking, we were, we were doing, I don't know if you've seen a membership ceremony. There it is. But one of the things that happens is all the pastors get up and make promises to the new members too. And in a sense, reaffirm the ones to the, to the members who are are already there, have been members for some time. And there's like a thing that happens there. I mean, it, it really is, uh, it's more than just like reciting some things. It, it, the promises, you know, words do things and making promises do things. Yeah, and so I I think about like looking at individual people in the eye as we repeat these promises we make, and there's nothing in them that I would that's like oh I shouldn't be doing that or or you know I guess the Bible says that it's all stuff that's just like basic Christian pastor congregant stuff. It's it's very it, we're gonna pray for them, like it's, but there's something about saying it out loud. Yeah, um, and knowing that we've said it to each other, and I think and I guess my next question is. Um, COVID and isolation did stuff to that. Yeah. Like, let's talk about that for a minute. Like, wait, there's a sense in which you, you, you have these people that you've made these promises to in the church and you tend to know who those people are. And you then all of a sudden are live streaming from your house for a long time. And then maybe coming back at different ways. People during that time are moving. Um, all this, all this stuff happened. Yeah. How does that affect like the 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 experience and the existence of like local church membership? Yeah, I think the way we do membership as covenant membership, right? What you're describing, making these commitments to one another as a reflection of God's commitment and covenant to us, His love for us. Um, it, it provides like a, I think, a stabilizing force of sorts that says these are the people I'm investing in. This is the community I'm. Um, serving, going to use my gifts to bless. Um, these are the people I'm going to be um, served by when I need help and support. And there's a lot of that that happened during the pandemic. And there's a lot of that that got interrupted and disjointed during th- the last two years. Um, and so the last two years, the the normal rhythms of what that, of what that, commitment look like practically, I think we're all interrupted. So the commitment's still there, but the practical manifestations of what that commitment looks like, 
seeing each other on a Sunday morning, um, seeing each other in person in community group, uh, having regular uh, regular times of classes and learning and growing together, um, having times of exercising gifting and um, and uh, in a variety of different contexts, seeing each other's um, kids for the members who do have kids, seeing each other um, who just how we change over time, you know, um, all, all of the things that are, I think, pr- just practical glue for the yeah, commitment yeah, that yeah. you that we we make. Um, it almost. Uh, it almost makes it hard to emotionally, spiritually engage um, the significance of that commitment because those practical things have been interrupted. It, it fe- yeah. I think the, the, the feeling of it, it feels like less of a commitment because those little dollops of glue are not there holding a lot of that together in some ways in a practical way. Those practical things are like a reminder. It's like, you know, if you're married, but you don't see your wife for six months, right? Like, it's like, that's, you know, it, it impacts you. I, I had a buddy who, uh, sorry. Um, I had a buddy who was, um, uh, was uh, during the pandemic, he was deployed, right? He was deployed to the Middle East for six months. And we were talking about, Wow, like, uh, what was it like coming back? You know, like your family dynamics and the all of the rhythms. They had to like completely reestablish all of their rhythms mm-hmm. um, c- coming back, and um, everything was just different because uh, while he was away, his wife had developed a new set of rhythms for that six months while he was gone. Right? She had to figure out how to make life work with their kids and everything else. And so coming back, there's this adjustment period, and I think we have to get back into the regular rhythms of seeing each other, engaging each other and connecting with each other in a fundamental way, uh, reminding each other of that commitment and what that looks like on the ground in practical ways. Some of that's manifested in community groups and coming on a Sunday or whatever else it it looks like. Um, And I think the family meeting comes into this because we want it to be an extra layer of glue to remind everyone of what the purpose is behind why the church exists and why we've committed to one another in membership. Yeah, I think that's right. I I think one of the things COVID does is it it takes all of the commit all the practical manifestations of our commitment to one another, and it it takes them and makes them all kind of individual lines. Right. So like you're you and there's no there's no group reminder, and and in the course of that pandemic, I mean we, we do have every year we have people move, you know, like, but most years probably twenty percent of the oh congregation totally moves like every it's year. you know LA is a transient place and we know that and uh, and so. I think if you've been to the church for even a little bit, you know about that. You, you, you've had that experience, um, but you've normally seen it happen in what feels like real time. Yeah. You don't feel like you show up to a church that you don't recognize as much anymore and go like, oh, did that person move? Oh, yeah, like a year and a half ago. Like, whoa. Yeah. And that's because that the group reminder, the group glue wasn't there for a while. And right. when it was, it felt disjointed and you weren't really sure. And there was some reticence and also just some inability just pragmatically to figure out how to, how to do this. And so I think that you, yeah, you do have this way that the deployment thing is really good because you do have this way that right now, part of coming back to, uh, you know, from deployment and reestablishing those rhythms is 
okay, let, let's just get back into the rhythm. I mean, like, like let's let's just be together again. Like a lot of it is just, is just that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so when we were isolated, now it's be together. And I know that's part of, I think, what we want to do um, as a church community, like for the summer, basically, is just we just need to do stuff together. And that doesn't mean like as a whole church necessarily, but we just need to constantly be together in ways that allow us to reestablish those rhythms and feel that sense of glue and yeah. feel that that exposure to one another that allows us to go, yeah, these are the people I'm committed to. This is the church community I'm a part of. That all needs to happen. But the family meetings were a part of that to say, like, it, when you come home from deployment, there's also conversations you have. There's also, like, really intentional times of saying, let's let's do extra. some extra stuff. Yeah. yeah. To make sure that we have a way to re-anchor ourselves in one another's lives. I think that's what the family meetings are. Are that, that's the idea? I mean, we should, we should transition to talk about those now. But like, wh- what is the family meeting? And we're about to find out. We're <laughs> we're about to find out. But like, like, so let's let's explain a little bit. Like, what what is what are the logistics here? Yeah, I do think there's. I, I do think there are. Th- this is hard because a lot of the stuff that we've done in the family or going to do in the family meeting are things that have and will probably continue to be at least somewhat part of the, our regular Sunday services mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. Um, there are, it, I think it's become increasingly clear over a period of time that it is beneficial to have a time um, where the entire membership can, the entire group of membership can gather together. Um, because, for example, if we do a membership ceremony at a service, we have multiple services. Someone might come to the 9 a.m. service and not come to the 11 a.m. service. Every member doesn't get to see every person and uh, see who the new members are and hear you know, all these other things like that. And so it's a unique opportunity for us to um, welcome in new church members and say, these are the people who've gone through the membership process and they've committed themselves here. Let's reaffirm our covenant to them. Um, as they affirm their covenant to the church congregation and pastors confirm the, uh, affirm their uh, um, co- uh, their covenant as well um, there. Um, it's a place for us to recognize uh, updates and changes to the church membership as people have moved and left and those kinds of things. Um, and for us to reaffirm that commitment to one another together. Um, there are also other things like um, for us, the church budget uh, is approved, committed to by the membership of the church. And so um, the, that is a place where we will, because our, our, I don't think, I'm not sure if Scott mentioned this on Sunday, but the, our fiscal year is actually July through June. Right. So it starts in July, the new fiscal year. And so it's actually a, a unique opportunity for us to talk about the church budget. And, um, it, there might be a, a, a place to, you know, we always invite feedback on the church budget and if there's questions, concerns, issues, it's a place where that can kind of raise some of those things to the surface and we can talk through those together. Um, and also a time for us to just praise the Lord for what God has done and, and what um, uh, God has done in the past, but also where God is leading us here in the near future. And so I, I think that's, it's a just a unique context, an unintentional conversation, an extra intentional conversation after um, being reunited that I, I am hopeful is going to be extremely beneficial and a huge blessing um, for the church as a whole. It's not... You have to be very, very careful because it's not meant to be like an exclusive thing. Membership is open to anyone. If you're a follower of Christ, you're here. We want you to be a part of what God is doing here at Cornerstone. But there are unique conversations that are, um, I think, helpful to have with the the membership as a whole in totality together 
um, English, Spanish, Farsi. We have members of the church in different language ministries, even not just different services where we can talk through those things together. Um, I believe we're doing that. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, where we can talk through those things together uh, and reaffirm that commitment to one another in that context. Yeah, so we're going to have um, one of them June 5th is is the next one from three to five. It's the the first one. The first one, yes. It's the next one also. It's both of those things. Um, I'm now lost in thinking what Reggie would think about the this and the next, but that doesn't really matter. If I said next Sunday and it was the next Sunday or the Sunday after the next Sunday, anyways, we'd yes. Be, we'd be off on a whole different conversation. Yeah, yeah. So we have one. So from three to five, um, child care, I believe, is provided. That is says. what the email says. So this is the email says. Sunday, June 5th, 3 to 5 p.m. in yeah. the sanctuary, child care will be provided in bold. And we, we also understand, like, the, the idea isn't necessarily, like, let's make sure that every single member is here. That would be great. I mean, it'd be pretty amazing. But we also understand that, you know, I, for example, have a ton of small kids and there's childcare, but that might not work for a variety of reasons. The idea um, is that someone from your household could attend. Um, doesn't matter who, but like someone from your house, ideally someone who's, you know, an adult. Like don't, don't, I'm not going to send my 11 year old, but, um, someone, I mean, she, she's smart, but, uh, so that is someone from your household can attend in a kind of representative way, partially because, yeah, there are some things like affirming the budget. Um, I think like even with a family budget, you know, like you, it's not a big deal if, if someone who's not a part of your family or who's like, like maybe, maybe staying with you for a few months kind of comes in and is like, and gives you some feedback. That's actually pretty cool. It's, you know, more counselors. That's great. But at some point, there's just a difference between that and someone like actually committing to sacrifice and make that budget a reality in your family, right? That's a different thing. And so that's why some of these things, and it's not meant to be exclusive. It's meant to be like, no, this is something that members of the church who are made these promises to one another are going to make these sort of commitments um, in things like membership ceremonies or uh, budget approvals that really only make sense for members to do. It's not shutting other people out from speaking into it, but it really is just make it just makes sense that people who are going to commit to that are going to be members at the same time i think it's also great for members to be there not just for the business element of it but for the fact that you're going to go be in a room where pretty much everyone in that room is someone that you know you've made these promises to and they've made those promises to you and so it's not really just a business meeting in a lot of ways it's it's got a fellowship sense to it it's got a sense of like let's let's remind ourselves of the glue that holds us together which is jesus christ uh, as manifested through these promises that we've made to each other. Um, yeah, it's not just you making commitments, it's other people committing themselves to you and you in a room full of those people committed to one another. Yeah, and for people who, I, I mean, I know a lot of people who have said like, wow, like we're, you know, after the last couple of years, I just don't recognize the church community that as much anymore. Like so, people have moved, so much has changed. I, yeah, I mean... It mostly is because I put on a lot of weight is, the, is what it is. So it's not recognizable for a variety of reasons. We're getting hair plugs next. It's really going to freak people out. Oh, I, I mean, I have some good wigs. <laughs> My kids still talk about Big Liar. That's a deep cut. Oh, but. yeah. Don't you think Don't you think a mullet is a good a good haircut? Um, what, you, you, Because just of the in wig? General. No, just in general. <laughs> a, a mullet? General, a general, general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not looking to be divisive on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's just a style. For any for any rural Canadians out there, we don't mean to offend. <laughs> I think the mullet's probably coming back. 
And if you're wearing a Canadian tuxedo as well, it's also not meant to offend. And so if you want to make commitments to people like us, yes. <clears throat> um, no, if, if you're listening to this and you're not a member, um, hopefully earlier, like the earlier things we talked about about membership are somewhat compelling to you. And maybe you're only around for a year for a job or for a few years for school or, or whatever. But we'd encourage you. There's, there's nothing preventing you from making those commitments, even for a short period of time. And we have these intro classes like for that reason. We get new people all the time. And we have people who've been around for a while who regularly go, okay, I, I see now I want to make these promises. Even if you were trying to live them out, there's something special about making them, you know, these one another, serving one another, bearing one another's burdens, caring for one another, and therefore being cared for and having your burdens borne. Maybe you're trying to do that, but there's something special about promising and making that, that, uh, that explicit to other people in the church. It's not an empty, it's not an empty ceremony, right? It's yeah. not an empty, it's not like a, just some sort of, um, uh, administrative thing. This is like, you're talking about um, investing, intentionally, purposefully investing yourself into the lives of other brothers and sisters in Christ for the glory of God in, in one place. And if you're someone who's only here for a couple of years, um, it, it doesn't change the fact that like, while you're here, be here. And yeah, invite absolutely. invite you to that. Yeah. And so if you're, if you're listening and you're going, oh, okay, like that's, we want to invite you into that. And we, we want you to know that we want you included in these family meetings. And we want you to take these intro classes and be able to come and make those promises to us and be a part of those. And I also think that there's probably plenty of people who are listening who are members and have been members for a while and just haven't thought about it this way in a while. Not because anything's wrong with you, but simply because it's been, it's easy to forget when there's no glue, you know, and it's been a couple of years of ups and downs. We've maybe been a little more insularly focused, or if you're part of a, of a biological or adopted family, you're focused on your immediate family that way, or whatever other family situation you find yourself in. There's just ways that you haven't thought about membership and those promises that you have made um, front of mind. And so part of the family meeting is going, yeah, like, let's, let's bring those front of mind again, because those are special things and those are real things and they're valuable to God and to, and to us. Mm. And the more we see them, I think the more compelled we are by them mm. and the more evidence we have of them, the more we live into them. Mm. And so this family meeting is just one, one of a lot of different ways, including community groups. If Sunday mornings are a part of this. There are so many ways that we express our membership and our commitment to one another. Um, but this is one more way that seems especially appropriate right now. And so I really hope that, you know, if you're not a member, you want to, you feel compelled to like explore this a little bit more and be able to be a part of these with us. And if you are a member, you're kind of reaching back down and going, that is something that not only I promise to do, but I like doing. And, and I want to be a part of with, in a way that I can see more and more and more. And that you see this family meeting is just one more way of doing that. And, and I just want to say, um, I think a lot of people are exhausted emotionally. I mean, like physically, emotionally, it's been exhausting. And, and the last thing this is meant to do is be um, uh, an imposition. This is meant to be um, a reminder of your identity in Christ and yeah. what that means for your soul. This is meant to be a place, church is meant to be a place of refuge, not um, you know, guilt and uh, uh, imposition and all these other things. It's meant to be a place of refuge and comfort and peace. And it's not, you know, it's not perfect. There's not, we're a group of messed up people um, with messed up leadership. Um, 
some more than others. And there's a reality of the fact that there's a reality of the fact that um, if you're listening and it's, you're in a place where you're like, this just feels too much. Um, we hear you and we love you and want to serve you. And we want to be a community that serves you well. So um, join us because God moves mightily through the lives of brothers and sisters in Christ, loving and serving you in your time of need. Yeah, I think this is the kind of thing that, I mean, this is true, maybe particularly of me, but there's so many things like like this that I feel like I I don't want to go to, and then I'm so glad I've gone. Mm. And that happens all the time because it feels like this expenditure of energy, but then you get there, and even for someone like me who's particularly introverted, I get there and I go, this I needed this. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that I needed it until I came. Um, and so if there are some people who are able to attend this family meeting for a variety of reasons, sure. you know, like, and we see you and we know you're there and we love you. Um, if, if you're someone who's just going, yeah, like, I just feel really tired. We feel tired too. And there's a way that come, come that Sunday, there's a decent shot. I'm going to be thinking to myself, this is important and I'm excited about it. I also kind of don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to be glad I went because I saw my church family. You know, and that, and that does stuff that um, that is powerful and compelling. And I think that's going to be your experience, too, if you're able to come. Um, so we do understand the exhaustion, and we love you, and we want to have this be something that helps with that and remind you of the church family you have and that has you. So thanks for listening. We hope we see you uh, there if you're a member. If you're not, um, you can. if you want to learn more about uh, membership and the intro classes, you can email June, uh, J-O-O-N, at cornerstonewla.org to find out more about that. We run those classes pretty much year-round, um, and so the next one will be coming up at some point soon. Uh, and uh, we hope we, uh, we see you this Sunday as well as we continue to gather again as a family and get those uh, rhythms uh, built back together. For now, we will also probably be doing these family meetings a few times a year. So it's right. not the only one. So if you're not a member yet and you want to jump into that membership process and commit yourself here, um, and a lot of people are already in the process. So if you're listening, you might already be in that process. There will be more meetings, more con family meetings coming up in um, the coming months that mm -hmm. you'll be able to be a part of. It's harder to land this plane than I thought. Scott, Scott does it kind of on a dime. And I was trying to just there and it, it, it didn't really... Laying the Take. plane of the podcast? Yeah, he kind of just jumps right. And he has like a phrase he says at the end that I've heard a million times. I can't remember. Like, is it, we'll see you Sunday. Thank is you that... for joining us. I think you end with this, and this is the... <laughs> How long did... Oh, it's done now. That's one way to do it. Uh, and I'll give it my best shot now. Thank you for putting up with us. Uh, we love you, and we can't wait to see you on Sunday.